Welcome to CHGO Red Stars podcast. Podcast that does help you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. I'm going to bring that back. Nice. CHGO Red Stars is brought to you by Points Bets. Use pr- promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. I'm Sandra Herrera, joining you remotely with my friend, homie, and colleague, Clara Watkins, AKA the scam originator. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good. Glad to have you back. We missed you last week. Listen, I missed you and the entire city of Chicago that we call home. Yeah, you were out. Um, yes, in Las Vegas for a um, conference. Shout out to NABJ and NH, uh, NAHJ. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. Learned some things. Met some people. It was very nice. Um, but there's no place like home. And there's no place like family. So it's good to be back. With you chatting all things uh, Chicago Red Stars, and it was hell getting home, quite frankly. Yeah, um, yeah, all those like delays that like we saw over that weekend that it it like obviously impacted my flight, so it just took like even longer for me to come home. So I was just like, God, I'm just like I'm gonna just be stuck in a city in the desert and yeah. just never be able uh, to come home. But that uh, that was untrue. That was just my panic and my brain, and eventually came home. And uh, it was nice. I will say this. It was it was nice to be comforted in a strange airport in a city in a desert by some Chicago Red Stars soccer. I yeah, I was gonna say this. You would have been traveling like right around when the game was being played, right? And, and, and the universe said, "Oh no, no, no! Yeah, you stay put. You stay right there. You watch. You watch that game. You yeah. watch that game. Yeah." <laughs> and I did, and it was uh, delightful, uh, quite frankly. And uh, we'll we'll chat a bit about it. Uh, but uh, I just again want to remind remind folks. Uh, that uh, CHGO Red Stars is, is presented by PointsBet. One of the best ways you could do to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from CHGO Locker. Uh, that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making... More than a $50 first-time bet at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. You can also download the PointsBet app right now and use the promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? Time to elevate your betting game. And uh, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. I feel like I've uh, memorized those types of numbers, again, coming back home from Vegas. That's <laughs> right, from Vegas. Lot, yeah, the, I'm sure they're everywhere. There's information about that in case, oh, yeah. in, case, uh, in, ca- in case you need some uh, some help about it. But um, we previewed, uh, this game was previewed mm-hmm. uh, ahead of, of, of playing it, and it was really cool to sort of see that our other friend, homie, and colleague, uh, Theo, came through and... Um, I talked about some some Chicago Red Star things, and some Gotham and some Gotham FC things with you, but um, even even before that, you and I chatting off mic a little bit, we absolutely had the perspective of look, this is one of those games where the Chicago Red Stars need to just go out there and simply win it. Quite yeah, frankly. I mean that was the energy going back to the San Diego game, right? You know, yeah. San Diego was a very evenly contested match. Really should have gotten at least a point out of it. You don't. It's disappointing. No goals in Soldier Field, blah, 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 blah. But then you just turn and you go say, okay, so win Gotham, right? And and yep. so 
you hate to see it genuinely and and nobody likes it when it turns into this for a particular team but we are at the point of the season where you've got like your tough ones and then you've got your maybe we this this team's struggling and we kind of strike strike when a team's struggling and that is what the Gotham game was kind of projected to be and was very much what it ended up being. Cause you also don't know when you have a team that's struggling like that, you never know, especially in the end of USL, if that makes them actually more dangerous, right? If they come out with a renewed sense of energy or they try to shake up the starting 11 or they change tactics, you never know exactly. Um, but in retrospect, we, as we all saw, this was hope. I mean, and genuinely, hopefully for Gotham, this was the end of an arc that cannot continue. But obviously, Chicago very much benefited from that. And Chicago was ready to go too. Um, they they came out well. They the first fifteen minutes were a little bit rough, but then after the first fifteen minutes, they <laughs> pulled it together yeah. and did a nice job. Yeah, I'm not gonna front, man. I yeah. did have like that thought. I won't call it a worry. But the thought did cross my mind in in sort of us, again, chatting about it, about the team and stuff like off mic and being like, yeah, like this is a game where they need to go out, just get it, you know, just yeah. take it, just snatch those three points, get them. Um, but there have been moments, and, and, I, and I won't say like necessarily this version of the Chicago Red Stars, the 2022 version, but there have been moments in the past where we've seen a Chicago Red Stars team, you know, be equally successful on the pitch, um, be in a certain place in the table, you know, amongst the standings and maybe go out against one of those bottom half of the table teams mm -hmm. and drop the bag, man. Um, and maybe a little bit of a combination of yeah. uh, not starting off on the right foot um, and mix with perhaps, you know, kind of bringing down their play, playing to the level of the other team, perhaps um, maybe mentally, you know, checking out because of like that sort of thing where it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. They're just like a bottom half table team. We should just go ahead and yeah and right. handle business. But, and then it just doesn't turn out that way. And we saw it specifically in 2019 against games like, uh, you know, Orlando pride side or at the time uh, a sky blue team, you know? So those were losses that, you know, could have maybe changed around their record a little bit. And we could have, we could be talking about a 2019 shield winning team versus a 2019 kind of question mark team right so it's like you look at these matches and you're like you want to see this team go out and get it so yes i'm with you <laughs> in that kind of opening 15 minutes it was a i was like oh no is this going to be like another one of those things where it's like they just managed to sort of get a result versus getting the win but thankfully uh that was not the case they end up um getting the dub in, in this one but i think after that first 15 minutes or so I think we started to see, you know, the runs coming from Mal Pugh. I liked what we saw, you know, from Luber a little bit, quite frankly, sort of seeing her on the ball, uh, getting on the ball a little bit more. Um, but uh, I, I did. I did have a, a moment or a thought or two where I was like, ah, I was like, are they going to like eventually play themselves into this game? Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit slow to start. I mean, uh, Chris Petroselli said after the match that uh, he felt like there was a little bit of a hangover from the San Diego game. Um, yeah. That might have not even just affected the Red Stars. San Diego looked a little bit flat in the first half of their match this last weekend as well. Um, it, to come down, I mean, I, I do think that that San Diego game was played in front of probably eight or 9,000 people. And I think to come down from something like that, have yeah. that kind of experience, I know it was very emotional um, with Alyssa Motts leaving. I think it was just kind of a big sort of draining week. Um, 
So, you know, good for them probably that they didn't have to go on the road after that game. So I think it being a home game was helpful. Um, but yeah, I think Gotham pushed early. It was just very disjointed. Both, both, both teams, um, to be frank, you know, it looked like it was going to be kind of a crummy game rather than being worried that Chicago wasn't going to get a result. It was more just like, is this going to be 90 minutes of just kind of like running around? Um, it was yeah. also desperately humid, right? It was like 80 to 85% yeah. humidity. It was fortunately not sunny. So at least you didn't have the extra heat baked in, but it was, they were swimming out there and almost like, like uh, we had multiple like stud changes, like cleat changes in the first half. Yeah. As there was we know, a turf as we a know the field on SeatGeek stadium is watered to the point of yes. it's truly wet, yeah. truly wet, especially if it's, if the air is that heavy, yeah. they were having a lot of trouble with that too. So I think that there was an element of, of disconnect, not just, mentally but just the physical conditions i think we're making an issue like michelle beto sat down and said <laughs> change my shoes and <laughs> don't deal with this anymore yeah right um, yeah. after she almost gave up like a horrible sequence because she tripped and so um it was kind of a weird first part of the game and but and this was true throughout which is the gotham even at that point was not presenting a ton up top there are a couple heat checks like from distance you know that Nayer had to do the full extension just to make sure it was going over the bar, but they did not finish the match with a shot on goal. And so that was even true for the first 20. It was like, you're just like, okay, they're feeling things out. This feels a little cautious. And then Chicago just started completely, completely dominating the game. And then at that point, you're like, okay, but will they score? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's so, yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, that's the other thing, right? Again, talking about like you know, I guess that's what I was alluding to, where I was just like, well, they eventually did sort of play themselves into it and talking about specifically about, you know, watching, watching Malpia on the ball and these runs that she constantly makes, right. You know, with the red stars and against oppositions. Um, I think maybe that, that's important to talk about the timing of, of the goal, right. And what should happen and happening right in stoppage time of, of that, of that first half and sort of, um, you know, giving them that kind of, narrow lead but still a lead nonetheless like going into halftime but also sort of watching it kind of come from this long ball kind of over the top mm -hmm. to to Malazzo essentially who ended up getting getting ahead on it nice to see uh nice to see Malazzo get 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 that in the back of the net yeah I mean I think this is indicative of of the whole match in many ways which is that um and again like if <laughs> You want to accurately depict what was happening, and it's hard to do that without being disrespectful, to, quite frankly, to Gotham. Because I, I don't think actually, uh, I don't think actually, Chicago was playing with a ton of defensive respect to Gotham. They started pushing like further yeah. and further up. They were getting set pieces, which meant that they were sending defenders up. You look at, you I mean, you look at the the place on the field where the defense ends up. Um, they're right at the halfway line for much of it. And so that meant that, yeah, on these dead ball situations, you, you do, you push your, uh, you push your defenders forward and, they were not super concerned with being hit on the counter. Um, and, you know, that kind of played out. They did have a couple moments. They did have a couple moments where, where Midge Purse was, was trying to hit them and, and trying to, to, you know, switch, switch the game and, and push things in the other direction. But um, yeah, I think, and again, like you just don't see this in the NWSL that much, but being there in person, 
it felt a little bit like, and this is, again, this is not an estimation of talent level between the two teams, just the way that they were playing. I felt like I was watching the U S try to unlock a bunker. And, and so (laughs) it just was that, that creativity, like they Gotham was, sort of giving up the counterattack and asking questions of Chicago of basically just like, how are you going to score? Sarah Lubert was playing offense. She was not playing defense. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so she was trying to sort of expose things on the left side. You had Yuki who was pushed as far forward as I think she's been all season trying to get into the attack. Um, you had BSG trying to receive service on the right. And then you had, you had Pew kind of drifting. And, and so the number one task in that first half was not how do we attack and defend and transition. It was how do just, how do we unlock six, seven, eight players sitting in front of us between us and the goal. And ultimately what, as we know, what can shake that stuff up also with the U S is set pieces. And so really nicely recycled ball back in by Danny Colaprico, really nice header from Tatum Malazzo arcing. I mean, Beto's, was at fullest extension and and couldn't get it. So that really changed the tenor of the first half because they were about to go into halftime scoreless. And um, that I think would have been disappointing for the red stars with how they were everything. Yeah. I think like the body language too, like kind of from the team after that goal, I don't want to say it was relief, but it definitely was like, fuck yes. Kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which like I, which yeah. Hey, you love to see, especially because right? they've just been struggling to score over the last couple of weeks, you know, you know and yeah, yeah the, you know, they, I mean, you don't want to call it like a slump or anything, but there was a two game skid yeah. here for this team. Technically, you know, despite the good play in between the lines that we, you know, that we saw out of that San Diego game, right. Specifically, it's still an L right. Like in, in terms of the standings and stuff like that. And you're coming um, in on another homestead essentially. And you want to, you want to get that dub, you know what I mean? And so in terms of, especially playing at Seeky where they do have a really good uh, record, it, it took, uh, it's a yep. playing at Soldier Field to kind of snap the, the home record, I guess. I know. I, we're gonna we're gonna change that. We're gonna change that stat. We're gonna be like unbeaten at Seeky at Stadium. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. So like yeah. this and like that's it's like it kind of yeah. feels like refreshing in that sense, right? So I did like the um, who doesn't love a good like uh, raged out Sully, you know yeah. what I mean? So but I was like looking at that like, <laughs> and again in in this airport by myself, like trying not to look too too nuts on myself, kind of watching the game. But um, I felt that quite frankly, even at the airport, I was like, oh yes, you know, yeah. like that's good for the team going in to halftime because I mean, if anything, if you go in scoreless, like all at zeros at the half, if anything, that's probably encouraging for a very struggling Gotham FC side at this point. Right. Right. It, it makes them feel, cause I know that tactically just basically tactically, they were set up to try not to concede, which is why the game essentially ended when Chicago did score. But, um, they, uh, yeah. And it was, you know, it was mostly working, right. It was forcing questions of Chicago that, that they don't always have to answer. Cause you know, maybe you yeah. get pew on the break, you know, maybe you, um, yeah. you, you get some, something else going. And so I think that, um, the fact that they were, I do think that it, it had to also just feel like, um, the process working in a really positive way of just being like, yes, we are playing better than this other team and we are getting a goal out of it. Because I think if, if, Gotham had made it, you know, 60 minutes or something without scoring, then both teams get frustrated as opposed to the red stars getting to have a little bit more fun in the second half, trying to get the next one. Because again, they had, they were not really playing. Like they were that worried about Gotham progressing the ball because Gotham had a terrible 
time yeah. doing it, you know? Yeah, um, which they were not. Yeah, so right. I mean, 1-0 at the halftime, and um, it definitely felt like maybe we, we probably wouldn't see, like, immediate changes to the lineup coming out of the half because, again, the team was, was playing well. And at this point, now they've got the goal mm-hmm. on their side right. um, to sort of allow this 11 to kind of maybe go out there and still kind of build on that a, a right. little bit. And maybe this is a good time now that we're, like, jumping into the second half to sort of bring up um, – all the different type of uh, maps. Yeah, maybe, maybe we want to cool. go with passing map first. Yeah, let's do the pass map. I mean, yeah. I, I, the piece that I wrote, the piece that I wrote this, uh, this week is about some of the the passing structures, and and I was really actually praising the team in that you look at even the two losses versus this win, the passing structures don't change that much. You know, their their formation is really really solid. Their spacing is incredibly consistent. Um, it's just a matter of like, did you make individual mistakes and did you? were you able to unlock the other team? And so um, obviously Gotham has some big issues here, right? That's I'm sorry. It just looks like a frowny face kind of like like with Gotham's past. It was described to me once as uh, it's, you know, like there are those, um, those photos of like, they give different drugs to spiders and <laughs> and like some of them are are like mag- like really magnificent like the spider on acid is just like creating these amazing intricate things and then this is like the spider on caffeine oh, this is man. the spider on caffeine from gotham unfortunately oh. in this game um but That's no chicago so you look look how advanced chicago is look at the space between zoe morris and Alyssa nayer yeah. um just sarah lubert look how far forward she was she was the second most advanced player on the entire team, you know, she's theoretically playing an outside back ish role. You know, it just, again, like I said, it was just kind of disrespectful, but like in the way that you want a confident team to be playing. So um, pretty, pretty wild stuff, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I am. Um, it's one thing where it's like, I love when we do this because there's definitely like the moment in which we're, watching the games right and we're just doing our thing we're just taking it in in our with our eyes and our brains and then being able to kind of you know have access to this type of cool data so again shout out to ariel as always putting it together yes um clutch being being able to sort of maybe match that with like what we're seeing with our eyes and and it's not a new that's not some new take at this point in the season in terms of hey gotham is struggling and they're borderline a not good team this year. Right. Like that's not a hot take by any means at this point where there's like six, seven, eight, nine games remaining right. in a season, depending on the club you are. Um, but it, it's still maybe a little bit jarring, like when you actually see it and you're just kind of like, wow. And like for that was the reaction that I had when I was like kind of looking at this as we prepare the content for this show and see this dropped in there and having, you know, you're like, you're throwing in the maps and stuff. And I'm just like, that's, that's a tough Hey, like they yeah. were probably never going to achieve a result based on on you know the past map network and the shape that we kind of saw them in. Yeah, and I don't have I, I should have pulled it up. I don't have the advanced box score in front of me, but I do think that like you look at. I mean, I do have at least the the overall. I know that uh, Chicago as a team, their pass accuracy was at eighty five percent team wide. Yeah, seventy two. Um, they had sixty two percent possession. They they strung together more than 500 passes, which I think might be the most passes they've completed. I think that was the, the three years, poss- yeah. you know, um, and, and you looked at the individual percentages, which you get in the advanced box score and the, just really high across the board. I think Vanessa Bernardo overall might've connected like 90% of her I thought she had an outstanding game. game. She was dude. really fantastic. And it was one of these moments. Yeah. And we've talked about that. I was just like, gosh, like we're watching Vanessa Bernardo play a, 
ton of minutes this year yeah. in a position that she, quite frankly, has not been asked to play before for this team. Right. And she has been having a fantastic season. Yeah. Quite frankly, I'm I'm not going to front, man. I know you and I are part of the, the media association and we get the opportunities to to vote on on stuff like month to month when it comes to the players and things like that. And I just am like, this is another one of those seasons for me where it's eerily similar to what we were witnessing out of like Morgan Gatra last year, where we just sort of felt like, like, Hey, like not enough people are talking about how Morgan Gatra is having like a career year for the Chicago Red Stars. And Vanessa DiBernardo has had multiple good seasons mm -hmm. for the Chicago Red Stars, but there's something about this year and watching her, play in a, again in a position that was asked of her quite frankly just out of necessity and seeing her thrive and excel in it you know i said on a different podcast this week we were talking about mvp candidates and stuff like that and and the thing that i said which is a weird thing to say but i think is true is like mal pew is chicago's mvp candidate but vanessa di bernardo is chicago's mvp 100 percent. and so it's like it's it, but yeah. both things are true you yeah, know it's like, here's yeah. true true facts yeah and the, the the two like Chicago heads and you and I are going to just yeah. be on our Chicago show and being like, right. here are the presented facts. Right. And just accept them because yeah. they because quite often we're never we're never wrong, dude, quite frankly. Yeah. And I do. So so Kristen was talking. She said it was great to see Cook get that goal in the second half. And I yeah. agree. Um, I, I wanted to mention this as well, because and this is what I said in my piece this week. If you're a CHGO subscriber, you read all about it. The one thing even out of this game that I think they can work on positionally. And this is another consistent thing from the game before and the game before that is figuring out where cook needs to sit uh, positionally because, and again, I want to be clear, like with the pass mapping, they're accumulated over 90 minutes. So it doesn't mean that a player is in one position all the time. It means that if they're on, you know, we've seen it kind of break sometimes if a player's on the left and the right, then it looks like they're in the center, you know, that sort of a thing. But yeah. consistently by the end of the game, Cook is frequently behind Pew or or behind the the wing backs. And I need to go back probably and watch some tape to see exactly what's happening in the mm -hmm. moment. But I wonder, she's there to be the the forward most facing striker. She's there to be a central outlet. We know sometimes you're going to get redundancies depending on the opponent. If Pew is like, no, this game, I need to be a little bit more central because that's where the weaknesses are, stuff like that. But um, I do think that we could, I think so highly of Cook on the ball and Cook sort of receiving the ball and the way she's able to turn that um, – I would love to see those two get more time together to figure out how to best utilize each other. Cause I think we saw yeah. that from like Lubert BSG. I thought Yuki had probably her best game of the season. Um, and, uh, and so I want that for cook as well, but yeah, the header, I mean, it was, it was a great goal. Um, yeah. And again, it just another to show what, like, what she can do. Right. I think uh, to another thing, like I was just like, I love again, the timing of these goals, like, Malazzo's coming in stoppage time in first half and, you know, Pew and Cook linking up kind of just past the hour mark approaching the 70th minute. Like, I think that, that was the other part of this game, right? It's like, okay, you get, you, here's the first half. It, it concludes, like they get that breakthrough goal. They have the lead heading into the half. And I think in that second half, like, there's still that part of my brain that's like, okay, so like get more, right? <laughs> like really like put this team away. Like there are, they're not presenting you. Right with anything in right. terms of, of, you know, those type of attacking challenges that maybe people were anticipating to see from this Gotham side. It just has not been there 
this season for them. So like the, it, that's what I was looking for in this second half. I'm like, okay, so when are we going to see this, uh, this scoreline kind of maybe not, you know, blow up, but balloon a little bit, you know, you want it to reflect the performance, this right? Is, yeah, yeah. This is a team where that, they had yeah. put up three right. uh, up without an A or a pew, you know, right. kind of, or a BSG, you know, in, in support of, of the roster and of the lineup. So I'm like, okay, that the band's back together, right. Going up against this same team that they just faced about a month ago. Um, you know, balloon it up a little bit. So they, they did get this second goal, you know, Pewter Pewter Cook, which I think was also great for Pew because this is a player com- integrating back in the team after this CONCACAF W championship and hasn't necessarily found herself on the scoreline quite yet for the team. So I think getting an assist is a nice way to do that, you know, sure. putting putting in the work and and setting him up and and quite frankly having having the young rookie um knock him down. And um I'm with you. I think maybe that's what we're gonna see in this second half of the season not so much second half of this game but um we're gonna start to see that a little bit i think we're gonna start to see players plugged in and maybe try to solidify those uh those 11s um yeah in in future games so yeah i mean i think this is so basic but i think pew wants to win and if that is a function of playmaking and not you know, being the attacking focal point as much, I think, well, she is the attacking focal point no matter what, but just, I think that she'll be happy with the result no matter what, obviously strikers want to score. Um, but this, I actually had that thought when watching, I was like, you know, they, they pulled that last, what would have been three offside and Pew was actually pretty disappointed to yeah, have that one pulled back. And I think she really wanted one, but, um, yeah. And that's uh, a good time to maybe like, and you're talking about that, like we could put up, pull up the actual XG race. Plot. Yeah. The XG because we're map. seeing in the second half, like how this kind of escalates, you know, as it leads up to, to Ava cook and then, you know, building throughout the final 15 minutes or so of, of the game. Um, so Joey, I don't know if you still have access to that. If you could pull up, there we go. There it is. Yep. Race plot. Thanks so much for that. Uh, yeah. So we see Ava Cook here in the 70th minute, and I mean, <laughs> shout out to Ariel again. But I, the the offside kind of goals like aren't going to be. No, know, they're not tally. Play. Yeah. So that would have been like late, late, late. It probably yeah. Um, yeah, but we but we see here, you know, sort of the rise of to the two goals and right. ultimately the uh, the one point four seven uh, xg plot, you know, for this one. And just you just see Gotham there, just it's like rough stuff. It just plateau. Yeah, it's like rip. It's like R.I.P. Yeah. It's like absolutely. It's like flatline. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just um, this just was not this, again. This is one of those games where it's just like I'm happy that they got the win because this was absolutely one of those games where we were like, yes, this is professional sports. So. Team A, who is like having a good season, should absolutely have this like marked on their calendar and say, we're going to go out there and whoop Team B in the second half of the, of the table. Well, so, it's, uh, almost, it's almost like uh, it's almost like it's only what they needed. Right. That that second goal, that dub you want to you can I think you can handle two losses in the end of USL. You really don't want to make it three. You just don't. Yeah. But anyway, uh, O.W.Y.N. pronounced O win stands for only what you need. It's a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. Uh, And Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO. 
20. It's like uh it's like the equivalent of a boost of a of a dub, right? Dub boost, yeah. same as like a if you want to feel like yeah. uh a red stars winner, yeah. You basically exactly. just need to cop some Owen, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And just get that feeling for yourself. Um nothing like um nothing like getting a dub before you have to trek off on a ridiculous road trip quite frankly can i ask one more gotham question yeah of course so because i think this is this is chicago relevant i do think this is chicago relevant which is um so i mean scott parkinson was yeah let's uh, talk about it you know it was a mutual agreement i think they uh and i think that's probably i think that's actually probably mostly true i think that um as you could see coming out of gotham last week or yesterday that um they all i mean Scott's a great guy. You know, I think that, uh, the, the whole club was very open about that, but it just not, was not working on the field. Um, Scott was obviously a Chicago red stars assistant coach for two years or a year Mm -hmm. and a half, um, before taking the Gotham job. Mm -hmm. Um, did how that went surprise you? Um, I say it will surprise me in the sense of the timing of it. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I, I said this on another. I said it on the second third. I said it for you know the CBS Sports podcast that I that I co-host. Um, that the t- that I wasn't maybe shocked at the that result that that conclusion. Right. Um, that the two parties were like, "Hey, turns no, out this hasn't worked." Not you working. Know? Yeah. But right. I am a little bit surprised at the timing of it. I think that maybe there's a little bit of a jumping of the gun, perhaps for for lack of a, of a better phrase, um, where perhaps maybe front office. Um, was taking a look at the season in front of them. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a perception of the possibility of this team still going on an incredible run and making the playoffs. Sure. Um, I'm not a front office person. Um, and maybe that's for a very specific reason, but I don't make that move now because quite yeah. frankly, everything that that team has shown does not show me that they are going to make an incredible run and make the playoffs. I had that thought. I was like, I, I think that it was eventually something that probably that, was going yes, to happen. I think yes, I'm that maybe they would have reached that conclusion yeah. at the end of the season. Right. Thank you for your service. Let's figure out a way to move on. Right. Let's go. So the other part of that is maybe they want, um, you know, because within the, the phrasing of it, right, you always look at the phrasing of the announcement. So within the announcement, you know, saying that, hey, Gotham, Gotham FC and Scott Parkinson have agreed to part ways effective immediately, right? But within that, they also said, hey, we're going to begin a methodical process of identifying and interviewing a talented and diverse pool of candidates to serve as head coach for the 2023 season. Right. And they're going to announce an interim head coach. So I'm like, okay, a methodical process of identifying and interviewing, right? So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they just want to get that head start. Yeah. Right. Right. You can't, you can't do that with the old guy still in charge, probably. You know, so it's like, maybe they want to do that now. And you can't maybe do that while someone is still acting as head coach. Yeah. And um, quite frankly, I mean, we know, we know how NWSL off seasons go. They actually, they actually arrive quite quickly. Yeah. They go by pretty fast. We're talking about like the end of a season and then a lot of teams get into off season mode so that, that we see a lot of departures. We see a lot of maybe turn roster turnover, um, different signings or coach terminations. And then, looking ahead to like NWSL drafts. So like maybe Gotham is in the position where they're just like, okay, so maybe this isn't so much about going on a ridiculous run in 2022 to try to get one of the, the, the fifth or the sixth seed. Maybe this is, this really is more about looking ahead to 2023. 
Yeah. And I'm that's like, actually, that's a good point. There's like two different ways of looking at it, right? Yeah, it's like they're either, looking at they're it, either you know? packing it up or they're, uh, or they're trying to make a, yeah. So I think we could sort of see like in, in the, within the statements of this, you know, you have the, the GM and, and the managing of a, owner you know both both saying like very nice farewells to, to parkinson parkinson also posting a very very sincere yeah. kind of farewell to gotham as well and you saw yeah. like a ton of players players yep mm -hmm. like you know yep. saying like hey like thank you so much for everything yeah. you brought for the club like and well, like sometimes it really is just that sometimes it really just doesn't work out it also felt specifically like you know obviously after the year that the league had last year yeah. um if you have a coach where it's not working on the field, but you still really like that coach, you go out of your way to be like, it's not, it's not that, you know, to, yeah. to let people know. Cause that's important too, especially if you consider that person like a friend and a colleague. Um, and it, I mean, it would be great to have Parkinson, you know, elsewhere in the league, um, maybe going back to assistant coaching or whatever he wants to do next. But um, yeah, I was just curious. I was even just sort of curious, like, when, when an assistant leaves and, and we've seen this with coaching trees in the NWSL before um, I I've been on a learning curve myself, even of being like that coach was a well-liked assistant coach excited to see what they can do as a head coach, but you just don't know until you, until you see it. Right. Yeah. And every club right. is different too. There are, there are extenuating circumstances to roles with every club, but yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I think it, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to just, you know, if it if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, you got to call it a duck. And I think, like honestly, I think the front office making this decision, they're also going to start getting answers in other areas as well. Right. Because at the end of the day, yeah. you're going to have to take a look at the personnel on your roster and say, okay, who's performing right. here and who's not performing? Because guess what? The head coach is gone. Right. So if you still continue to sort of have these lackluster performances or lack of enthusiasm or poor body language on the pitch, they're going to be looking at all that. Mm -hmm. you know, who is going to be here? to compete right. for Gotham, you know? So um, that kind of puts, I think, the spotlight on the players now, quite frankly. Agreed, yeah. Um, because you can't look and say whatever the head coach is doing isn't working. The head coach is no longer there. Yeah. So um, we'll yeah, see. Okay. This is a loss that they're going to have to try to turn um, things around. And, um, yeah, I'm always down for, for talking about uh, former coaches of, of the Red Stars. Of the Red Stars, uh, you know, like we, we talk a lot about the players who are saying, you know, they're farewells to Scott Parkinson. And, you know, there were a number of Red Stars players who did similarly when he made he his move yeah. from an assistant role in the Red right. Stars to, to a head coaching role there. So, um, yeah, it was all about reputation, quite frankly, um, for Parkinson in terms of being able to even have that opportunity. Um, so it was cool to, to see him get it. And um, I hope there are more for him um, across the league, quite, quite frankly. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But... Anyway, sorry, tangent. I just was curious. I was no, like, it's it. Let's talk about it. It's NWSL yeah. news. We're, we're covering yeah. NWSL. Let's, let's chat about it. Um, you know what? Now that we're talking about it, it's like I kind of wish maybe we might have had the opportunity to talk about that a little bit, perhaps with Aaron Wright, because, um, yeah, right. you know, we were able to to have a little bit of pregame media with head coach Chris Petroselli and Aaron Wright um, prior to uh, their next match against Angel City. Um, and this is going to be the first match of a lengthy road trip uh, for mm -hmm. the Chicago Red Stars. And it's also going to be the first game for them against Angel City. So I like that we were able to chat with her a little bit about shifting in um, mm -hmm. to that defensive back role. And I like that we were able to talk to them a little bit about, you know, going up against Angel City for the first time and sort of, you know, going going on the road for a while. Yeah, I mean, road trip, 
you're using, I mean, this is, you're using it correctly and I've been using it all the time too, but just sort of as an explainer, like an end of yourself, it's a bit of a misnomer, um, yeah. a road trip where they're, they're going to leave and then come back and then leave and come back and then leave and come back and then yep. leave and then come back, which is almost, it's not worse, but it's also not great. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of travel over, over the next four weeks. Um, and and we've seen that they've had a little bit of a lopsided schedule in that regard all year, right? We, they would be home for six straight games and then be gone for a month and then come back for another four and then be gone. So um, it it's a different task. Again, scheduling oddity. They have not played Angel City yet. Um, weird in the middle of August to have that be true, but hey, here we are. Um, and... I don't really super know what to expect. I mean, we talked about, we asked about that. And I think that, um, you know, they said that you have to be really mindful of players' bodies. You maybe don't train as hard um, on, on a week where you're traveling to the West Coast. Um, you try to stay in a positive mindset, knowing that you're going in, uh, it's going to be a big crowd. You want that to be an exciting opportunity. You try to present it as, you know, this is two teams on the field, not just one. Um, is the kind of game that you want to play every week if you can. Um, and, and then, yeah, I thought, I just thought what Aaron Wright had to say was interesting about, um, the, the processes that Chicago has been putting into place to just maintain that consistency. Uh, and it was also just quite frankly, really nice. It's just nice to have veterans come back and, and be, be part of the, the playing part of the squad as well. And so it was just really nice to see her make her return, um, from, from injury. So, um, definitely going to be a different stretch though. I, I think it's going to yeah. be really fascinating to see how they do. And I think that this is definitely the next step in playoff prep too, with the, with, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll be in that position by the end of the season, but yeah, figuring out how to go win on the road, I think is obviously key yeah. to, to making a deep playoff run. So I think that this is going to be hopefully, I think a, it's going to be a new run. challenge for them. Yeah. Quite frankly, it's one, I think that they, they, it's like the one thing that I think that they haven't really done done. Yeah. yeah. Or, or been presented with, you know, um, you know, we've seen things like uh, a, a team that has, you know, half of a roster that is incredibly young. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so they check that off their box. These are players who are competing and fitting into the system thankfully, right? That doesn't often happen for a lot of, of young players in this league, let alone um, a roster with half of them that are incredibly young players, right? So there's that box that's kind of checked off. Um, playing without your star uh, forward, they've got that box checked off. There are right. multiple games in 2022 that the Red Stars can look at and say, we actually did just fine right. without Mal Pugh and we were capable. Are they better with her? 100%. But were they also able to somewhat stay afloat in certain phases of that? Yes. So that was like something that they can check off. Um, and then I don't think this is a new one. This is like, hey, can we have this sort of um, disruption, let's maybe call it, yeah. or this change up or this shake up to our schedule? And right. how will we fare in that? So like you said, it's like a road trip in NWSL is going to look and feel a little bit different than maybe other professional sports. And this right. is one where that's like they're going – they're, they're going to, to the West and then they're coming back and then they're going to the East and then they're coming back and then they're going to like just sort of stay kind of centrally against Louisville right. and then they're going to leave again and go all the way West to, right. to go face all right. So there's a, a lot of different areas here in which there's going to be new challenges that are presented. So I'm excited and eager to see uh, how they kind of come out over this next four weeks. And that, and it, like, that was kind of my, my angle in, in asking 
Aaron right about that because there's there's a part of Chicago's Red Red Stars culture, especially amongst the veterans of this mm-hmm. team, that is is known that it's a known fact that they're they're a team that they understand where, um, you know, the second half of the season or the final third specifically of a season is where it can really get kind of grindy and your focus, and it has to sort of shift into a little bit of a playoff esque mentality yeah. while also not looking too far ahead right. so this is something that like we've always seen them kind of navigate right uh if you're at this point six seven you know five year kind of veteran of the team um but there's a lot of young players on this team who are going to be experiencing this for the first time and on the other side of that coin they're going on the road and they're playing teams that might present them with like a different level of urgency right? because they are in different places in the table and they are in different places in their season. So where the red stars are like in the upper half and they're trying to just like take it week by week. There are, there are teams that are going to come out and probably come run and gun for them. So it was really cool to sort of ask somebody like Aaron Wright about that and sort of the perspective of that and where they're still keeping that, but they are making a small shift themselves that she said in understanding that there are going to be players who are probably going to be bringing it to us, uh, depending on the type of team that we're going to play. And I, I am curious uh, if that's, that's going to be one of those first tests that we see in this angel city side. So um, we're doing this live with, with, with all the good folks here joining us um, the head of like availability reports. Right. So um not too sure even on the angel city side of things right who's necessarily going to be available in this match i mean technically there's going to be um a number of players who are kind of coming off of a short week themselves they had an exhibition game against tigres feminil where we got to see kind of more of the depth of their roster see more time but we still saw somebody like you know savannah mccaskill who's typically been a starter for them yeah um get out there and get minutes uh under her leg so i'm wondering like who is and isn't going to be ready or available for this match against chicago um i'm wondering if somebody like larue is who has sort of been navigating some things and had some time off is going to come back and running and gunning for chicago because if there's somebody that we know likes to score against the red stars Cindy larue yeah um yeah i think she i don't know. We'll see. We'll see if she's available. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it should be fun. I mean, it's nice to watch something new. There's a couple teams that Chicago's played a lot this season so far, and this is going to be like literally the first game like ever against angel city, which I think is going to be fun. Um, obviously you wish it was a full strength angel city. You wish it was a full strength Chicago. You wish that this matchup had a little bit more of its heavy hitters in it. Um, but I, I, I think it should, I think they'll have a good, I mean, I, they'll hopefully have a good time out there. Um, yeah. I mean, the one final thing on, on the Aaron Wright availability is I, this was just sort of formulating in my brain when you were talking, which is, um, one of the really nice things for us as media to talk to some of the veterans, whether it's Vanessa Bernardo or Danny Colaprico or Aaron Wright or Alyssa Nair, or, you know, hopefully some, some other vets when they come back is, they can say definitive statements about the team. And, and I think like, for example, Aaron Wright said with a very definitive authority, she said, you know, we always make it to the top four and we don't do it by looking at the table. And that's actually not something that their coach can do right now over time. Hopefully uh, he'll be able to speak with more definitive statements about the past and, and the present and then the future. But it's really nice to have players who, you don't see that a, a lot this year because when you talk to the younger players, they're trying to talk about, fitting into the culture but it's really nice to talk to the culture setters i guess is maybe my my whole point um 
but I do, <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking, I want to get to the last ad break before we, before we run out of time. Uh, <laughs> something that they should also pack with them. On yeah. A, on something they trip? should also pack with them on their big road trip is athletic greens, athletic greens. Uh, it is one with one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery focus, and aging. All of those things. It's lifestyle friendly. It contains less than one gram of sugar. It costs you less than $3 a day. Professional athletes use it. It has over 7,000 five-star ratings. People love to use it. You're going, you know, if you're like the red stars, you're traveling, you're going to the airport, you're doing whatever <laughs> athletic greens, athletic greens, baby. Yeah. Get that energy going. Something who knows, it's probably very easy to pack as well too, which is you would probably. think, right? One scoop, just one yeah. scoop a day. That's, That's all you need. need. Put a little Ziploc baggie in here yeah. and you're good to go. Um, big crowd at bank of, uh, California stadium. Um, hopefully the red stars feed off of that. Um, I think Malpue plays pretty good in front of, uh, in front of crowds. So I'm hopeful that she has a good game against Angel City. I'd also like to see another strong game from, from BSG. I think she's working her way back in and I, I liked, uh, some of the moments that she had on, on the ball against Gotham. I want to see that translate against a team and in front of a crowd like, uh, Angel City. Who do you want to see ball out? Yeah, I think um, if Chicago can control the the wings, I think that that will make a big difference. I think, um, you know, you look at Angel City's strengths and, and their weaknesses, uh, depending on who they have available, right? Um, but I think that they've had to really slot some people in <laughs> at outside back um, in, yeah. in ways that they would not prefer to do that. Um, obviously, I think Jasmine Spencer has been working her way back in with them. I would love to see her play just because I'm a big fan, but for Chicago, maybe <laughs> hoping that yeah. she's on limited minutes. Um, so, yeah, I think if you control if the wingbacks, you want the wingbacks to, to be able to control play kind of the way that they did against Gotham. And um, and then you just play through the midfield and, and force, force Angel City to try probably to do just long ball stuff and then just defend well in transition. And I think that's the ball game really. I, um, I want to see June Endo not have a good game. Yeah. Right. Keep, keep someone like use the dual sixes to keep someone like her off the ball. Use the dual sixes to keep someone like Savannah McCaskill off the ball, just mess distribution up um, and force their center backs into into having to make risky passes in yep. order to advance the ball. And then that's your, that's your bread and butter. I think. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's yep. see it. Let's hope, hopefully we'll be back to talk about a Chicago red stars win. I mean, look, they got a win to, to send them off yep. on a road trip. Would love to set in motion the next four weeks with another win. Let's go, let's go back to back, baby. Yep. Let's get a red stars dub. Um, hopefully, we get uh, we get some fun goals to talk about. Maybe they'll come off of set pieces again. We'll see. Maybe we'll get that Yuki goal. Shout out I know to Yuki's Chris. been getting better and better every week. I'm just waiting yeah. for it to, to all come together. Well, yeah, one of these yeah. players who maybe gets uh, stronger with with time. You know, mm -hmm. like fine wine, so they say. So we'll we'll see. We're looking forward to. Hopefully, we get to talk about that uh, next week as well. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. We just want to let you know if you enjoy hanging out with us, chatting all things Chicago Red Stars. Just want to remind you that one of the best. Ways 
ways to support us in CHGO Red Stars podcast is with a CHGO membership. Uh, you can get access to all kinds of different podcasts uh, around all kinds of Chicago teams, not just the Red Stars. So there's shows on every team every day uh you could see some post game shows uh you get premium written content for members at allchgo.com so when you sign up you get access to all that incredible writing from my girl claire you also get access to merch for all the teams a free t-shirt when you become a member so sign up to get that red star that chgo red star shirt and you also get access to the members only discord the chgo lounge all right so everybody sign up at www.allchgo.com and claire and i will be back next week to chat all things chicago red stars see you